Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on tonight. And I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I am enjoying my life with Jesus. Hallelujah. God is so awesome in my life. And I just truly, truly, truly thank him for it. Y'all, it's been a week or a weekend for me. I have just been really in celebration mode. This past weekend, we celebrated our pastor and wife, 21st pastor and wife anniversary. 21st pastor and wife anniversary. And that's only the time that they've been at the City of Refuge Church. But my my father, who is the pastor, and my mother, who is the elect lady, they actually been in pastor and wife status for five years before that time uh in baltimore maryland and so i just thank the lord god for keeping them and it's just been such a just a wonderful wonderful celebration and even it's even more like a more I guess, greater celebration this year because we actually was able to celebrate them in our new church edifice. And I so, so thank God for that. Oh my gosh, like God is so awesome because God had given my pastor the vision for this new church like over 10 years ago. And so sometimes, you know, some people may start to talk negative. Some people may leave you. But I thank God for how I just had faith that whatever the man of God said, that's what was going to happen. And he prophesied that that long ago. So we begin to work towards it. We begin to pray. We begin to fast. And y'all, on that weekend, we was able to celebrate our pastor and wife in the new church edifice. Glory to God. And so I was like i got so encouraged from that because the vision is but for a point in time but in the end it will speak and not lie it will surely come and i thank god for that and that's why i have confidence in the god in my pastor and i thank god for how his vision has came to pass and we're actually going to celebrate the official church dedication uh in august but we was actually able to celebrate the pastor and wife appreciation services in that building glory to god glory to god for all the things that he have done okay so i'm going to get to the podcast you know episode on tonight we're going to be talking about dreams okay and so i would like to title this the god-given dream the god-given dream uh some of us, you know, that are Christians or that know the Bible, uh, we should be um, aware of the story of Joseph. And he was a dreamer. His brothers, you know, called him like, here come that dreamer. But I'm going to read in Genesis because, y'all, a lot of times, you know, we have a lot of dreams or we might have one God-given dream that he has given us. And sometimes it seems like that thing is not coming uh, to fruition, that is not coming to pass, but you have to believe God and trust God. If you know that God has given you that dream, just keep living, just keep working for the Lord, and that dream will surely come to pass. But as we're going to see in this story with Joseph and his God given dream, man, Joseph went through a lot. I mean, Joseph went through a lot. 
uh, a lot on, in this story. And I was like, my God, when the story in Genesis 37, it begins with Joseph being 17 years old and explaining that he tended to his father's flock. And it explained that Joseph, that um, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children. Now, I know that today that's a problem. I don't know what was going back on in that day, but we shouldn't love one child more than we love the other. Because as you're going to see in this story, that caused the other brothers to hate Joseph because Jacob loved Joseph more than the other brothers. And not only did he love him, he showed that he loved him more than the other brothers. He gave him a coat of many colors, a coat of many colors. And so the Bible specifically says in Genesis 37 and 4, but his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They could not say a kind word to him. So Jacob loving Joseph more than all of them caused the brothers to hate Joseph. And so one night Joseph had a dream. This is Genesis 37 and 5. One night Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. This is the NLT version. When he told his brothers about the dream, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We are out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, so you think you'll be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Soon, Joseph had another dream. Oh my God. Soon, Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have had another dream, he said. The sun, moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers, but his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant soon after this okay joseph brothers went to pasture their flock father's flocks exclaimed all right so y'all joseph keep telling his brothers about these dreams and they just get keep getting madder and madder because in his dream it's it's like indicating that all of them what they think is indicated indicating that all of them is gonna have to bow down to joseph but i don't think like i can't say what joseph what his intentions was in telling them this dream whether or not he did it deliberately to make them jealous we can't say that because that's not what the scripture text said it's just saying that he told his brothers and then he told his father the dream i mean this was the dream and you know that it's a god-given dream because at the end when it's all said and done his brothers and his father is going to have to bow down to him because he's going to be second in command to the Pharaoh. So this dream 
did come to pass. But at this time, Joseph wasn't able to interpret the dream. He was not able to interpret the dream. And so on tonight, I want to give a few pointers, a few pointers uh, to the story with Joseph because it's some things that we can learn uh, concerning it, concerning his dream with Joseph. I was like, Lord have mercy. This is awesome. But um, all the parts you probably won't think is as glorious, but in the end, <laughs> it works together. Okay. So the God given dream, number one, God will give you a peek into the future that will help sustain you until it's fulfilled. Okay. So in this story, the the sheaves and everything is bowing down to him. And so as I go through this, uh, you're going to find out that Joseph had to go through a lot of troubles and a lot of different harsh situations before he was actually put into the Pharaoh's house into second in command. So oftentimes in our individual lives, like I know for myself, God will give you a peek into the future. Like I have had several dreams, y'all, and like some of them have came to pass. I know one in particular that have came to pass. And I was like, Lord, I knew, I knew like this was from you because y'all, every dream that you have is not like God trying to show you something. Every dream is not, it's not. But some dreams, God is trying to show you your future. And I had, I had this dream and I woke up and a lot of times I can't even remember my dreams. But when I do remember and I, I can feel the presence of God, like showing me something, tell me something, I get up and I write it down in my journal. And then that's how I know that it came to pass. But anyway, like he gave me this dream of like, like years ago, like of how my life will be. And I was like going through a terrible, terrible situation, like terrible. situation. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But then God showed me like this is not like all I have for you. This is who you're going to be in me. This is what I have called you to do. And he showed me like an actual like dream of what and how I will be used in my calling. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And so I pondered that thing in my heart. And so that alone, that that is a part of me being sustained right now because I know that God has greater for me. And I know that in a fullness of time that it will come to pass. And so God often will give you a peek into the future when he give you these dreams. It might, some of your dreams might have happen right away, but he'll give you a peek, excuse me, into your future of what will happen to you. Now, this can be good dreams or you might can have some bad dreams and God is showing you that, hey, you need to get your life together or this is going to happen to you. So it can be good or it can be like something, a warning. So we need to really be sensitive to the spirit of the Lord. Because like right now I'm like, Lord, like however you want to use me or however you want to talk to me, Lord, I'm going to need you to show me. Because if I'm going wrong, you speak to me in dreams, visions, or somebody, I don't care. But show me if I'm going wrong. And then, and then I told you on the flip side, God will show you your future and it will bring a smile to your face and it will bring joy into your spirit and it will bring rejuvenation because you know that even though your present circumstances like this may seem like terrible 
you know that there's another side to it. You know that God is going to bring you out because you're not to your end because that dream have not came to pass. So it will oftentimes sustain you until it's fulfilled. Your dream will oftentimes sustain you until it's fulfilled. Another point, point number two, you may not have the interpretation of the dream right away. Like he didn't say, okay, y'all in my dream okay first he said in my dream like he's seen the sheaves or whatever you call it bowing bowing down like to him giving omnis to him but he didn't say exactly okay this is what's gonna happen i'm gonna be in feral you know feral land and then y'all are gonna bow down to me we're gonna be it's gonna be a famine and all of this like he he wasn't able to interpret everything that was gonna happen in that situation he just told them the dream so a lot of times God might give us a dream and we might not understand the interpretation of it because later on in the chapters I read that when the brothers begin to bow down to him, when they had to come back to him, when they had to come back to him, they begin to bow down to him because their land had a famine. Okay, so I'm not going to read the whole story, but anyway... I'm going to go back and, and recap in just a minute. But at the time that that um, Joseph had the dream, he didn't give the interpretation of it. He just spoke it. And it wouldn't be until that dream actually came to pass that he was like, okay, this is what God was showing me in the dream. Okay, now some people have the gift of dreams and they can do interpretation. That's wonderful. That is out there like that is possible. But sometimes God will not give you the interpretation right away. Or sometimes God might send somebody to say something to you. and You'll be like, oh, this is what that dream meant. So, yes, that all can happen. But in this story, Joseph did not get the interpretation right away. We're going to go on. Number three. Everyone will not be happy. Everyone will not be happy and excited or understand when you tell them your dream. Everyone will not be happy, excited, or understand when you tell them your dream. So don't expect that to happen. Let me keep on reading the point. Be mindful that God gave you the dream, not everyone. So be careful who you communicate it to and how you communicate it because everybody do not need to know your dreams that God has given you. Like I have some dreams that God has given me that I have not told anyone. Only me and the Lord know because when God bring it to pass, I'm going to know that God told me or God showed me this dream because a lot of people may not understand. And like this particular case, this is a really particular, a really good example. Like they might think that you puffing yourself up. They might think that you bragging on yourself and you, God showed you this great dream of what he's going to do in your life, but they think you full of pride or like you are just talking out of your head and they can be negative. They can be very negative to what God has shown you. So you got to, first of all, understand that God didn't give them the dream so that they don't have the capacity to understand. So instead of a lot of times supporting you, 
clapping for you, working with you in your dream, saying, go forth. If God gives that to you, you can do it. They'll be negative. They'll be thinking of ways that you can't do it. They won't support you. So I'm telling y'all, everybody do not need to know your dream unless God tell you or, or, or give you an unction to tell someone you need to keep that dream to yourself. Okay, you might have a close, a very close friend that you can tell that to. That's on you. If God leads you to do that, you do that. But I'm telling you, don't be out here telling everybody your dreams because everybody is not happy for you. I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about in the world, around in the church building, because I always say this, everybody's not saved. Everybody is not for you. The church is a hospital. You have all different kind of people in the church. So don't be broadcasting your dream to everybody. I don't care if they're in the world. I don't care if they're in the church building. I don't care if they're your family, because there's some negative people out here with some foul spirits. And these brothers was really, really, really negative to their brother Joseph. That was very negative. And they shot it down. And then the way he communicated it to them about him having about them having to bow like the sheaves. They, he didn't say them actually, but they sheaves and, and all of this bowing down to him like he had stood up and theirs all fell down. They was like, wait a minute, you gonna rule over us? Oh no. And so, and then they was already had hatred towards the man because his father loved him more than them. So you got to be careful when the Lord favors you, when the Lord is favoring you, and when the Lord loves you, a lot of people are jealous of that. And they can have the same thing, but they want to be disobedient to God. But anyway, when you're walking in the statues of God, you're serving God, you're loving God, and you give them this dream, and they they be like, wait, wait, wait a minute. You gonna be over me? Uh no. No, that is not about the work. Like they might not say that, but they might not even say nothing. They won't even, you know, encourage you on your dream. So do not look, y'all. You gotta be careful who you telling your dream to. There are some dream killers out here. They will kill your dream. They will kill your spirit. And so that's why I'm like, Lord, I sense these kind of spirits around me. And I'm like, no, I'm going to keep my dream to myself until the fullness of time. Now, like I said, some things that I wrote down that the Lord has shown me, it's between me and the Lord. And I wrote it down because when it comes to pass, I'll be able to pull out my journal and be like, look, look, God showed me this on this day. And it came to pass. Glory to God. So. We, I'm telling you, you have to be careful. Don't just be out here, um, don't just be out here telling everybody your, uh, dreams because no, these brothers, these brothers, y'all, they got so, so, so mad at him. So mad at him. And like I said, it made them hate him even the more, even the more. And then (laughs) in the story, Joseph's dad going to send him out to go find these boys, like to check on them and see how they was doing. And so that was the day. That was the day. So Genesis 37, 18, when Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him in the distance. As he approached, they made plans to kill him. Kill him. 
young. This is their natural brother. They hated him so bad that they had made plans to kill him. Dream killers. So I'm telling you, everybody is not going to be happy about your God-given dream. God has given you this dream. But they're not going to be happy and excited for you. Some things you got to keep to yourself until the fullness of time. If God tells you to say it, yes, say it. But you're going to have to be spirit-led because you might cause yourself more frustration when you telling these people that. You already are around like bad, going through negative stuff before you get to the dream. But then you tell other people that's negative, that's going to make you even more frustrated. So, y'all, be careful who you telling this to? Like I said in the scripture, Genesis 37, 18. As he approached, they made plans to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns. We can, we can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what become of his dreams so people is setting up ways to kill you, to stop your dream from being fulfilled. Avoid all of that and just don't tell them, okay? But when Reuben, but when Reuben heard of their scheme, he came. Sorry, everyone. I've been having some technical difficulties with the podcast, but I will continue to read the scripture where I was at. Um, we was talking about. When Reuben heard or seen what they was doing, then he stepped in. So I was like, hey, y'all, we always, there's always someone that God will have in the midst that will help save us from these people that's trying to kill us. And I want y'all to always think, don't get mad at the people because sometimes, a lot of times, it's a spirit, a demonic spirit that is using these people to destroy your dream. So, but God will always have someone that you can look to that, that will help save you. So anyway, um, Reuben has stepped in with this rescue. So let me get to the part where it say, yes, here, here it is right here. Here comes the dreamer. And then it said, but when Reuben heard of their scheme, he came to Joseph's rescue. Let's not kill him, he said. Why should we shed any blood? Let's just throw him into this empty cistern here in the wilderness. Then he'll die without our laying a hand on him. Reuben was secretly planning to rescue Joseph and return him to his father. So when Joseph arrived, his brothers ripped off the beautiful robe he was wearing then they grabbed him and threw him into the cistern. Now the cistern was empty. There was no water in it. Then just as they were sitting down to eat, they looked up and saw a caravan of camels in the distance coming towards them. It was a group of Israelite traders taking a load of gum, balm, and aromatic, aromatic resin from Gilead down to Egypt. So... These brothers, I tell you, these brothers, they was like, okay, instead of her and Joseph, all right, we're not going to kill him. We're going to sell him to these Ishmaelite traders. So that's what they did. They sold him to the Ishmaelite traders, okay? So then these people then sold, then sold um, Joseph 
to uh, Midian trade. Well, it said, meanwhile, the Midian traders arrived in Egypt when they sold Joseph to Potiphar. So then he ended up getting sold to Potiphar. But the good thing about this part of it, he didn't die. Um, he was sold <laughs> to the Israelites who sold him to Potiphar. But in the meanwhile, the brothers dipped his coat in uh dipped his coat in the animal's blood, dipped his coat in the animal's blood, pretended to the father like he was dead, and then the father was grieving. So the father right now is thinking that Joseph is dead. The brothers don't know if Joseph is gonna live or die because they didn't sold him to these traitors. And so that is just a point right here I'm just trying to make is that, listen, everybody's not going to be happy. Everybody's not going to be excited. Everybody's not going to understand. And some people will try to kill your dream. But you cannot allow that to happen. You have to be careful who you are telling your dream to. Because, be again, be spirit-led. Okay? Be spirit-led. Number four. Sometimes you may have to go through rough or harsh situations before your dream is fulfilled. Now, y'all, from the time that Joseph told his brothers and his father that he had this dream to the time it was fulfilled, he went through some tough situations. First of all, they threw him, you know, threw him into this um, cistern. They threw him in his cistern without no water. They ripped his, you know, like just took his jacket off that his father had made for him. All right. Then they sold him to the traders and the traders sold him to Potiphar. So he went through all of this right here. Like you have no idea. We have no idea what he was thinking. You don't know if he was scared. You don't know if he was hungry. All of this is going on. Like he being taken away from his, his home, his surroundings to Potiphar. So I'm looking like, oh, my Lord. So just keep that in mind. Joseph. Now, I'm not going to read the rest of the story. Um, but from that time on, okay, he went to Potiphar's house, okay? Potiphar. Potiphar, he, Potiphar seen, ooh, what I love about this story. Like, Potiphar had seen that God was with Joseph. And Potiphar had seen that God was causing everything Joseph do to succeed. So Potiphar like, hmm, all right. So he put him, oh, made, Potiphar made Joseph overseer over his house. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. So there you go. Now, you always see, it always got come some kind of trouble. Now, Potiphar had a wife. And see, in the Bible, it tells us in so many words that Joseph was good looking, okay? So Potiphar's wife took notice of him and began to make sexual advances at him. And he always refused. But one day they was alone. And so she thought she was going to get him then, grabbed his cloak or whatever, tried to have sex with him. And he ripped himself away where, you know, like left the coat and fled. Now, how many men you know would do that? But however, he left the woman and he fled away. So I guess she was angry and she lied. And this is the truth. This is what Bible say. Like she lied on him saying that he raped her. He was about to rape her. That's what he said. He was about to rape her. Seriously. And so Potiphar, her husband, gets mad. Throws Joseph in prison. Oh, like right when you think that, ooh, I got it on easy street now. These things are going well. You get back into a terrible situation. So, hey, Potiphar didn't try to fight him. Potiphar didn't try to hurt her. I mean, not Potiphar. Joseph didn't try to fight Potiphar. Joseph didn't try to hurt her. 
he went to prison. In the prison, in the prison, everything like uh, the prison, the prison keeper, seeing how good that that um, pa, uh, Joseph was, and he got elevated, y'all, in the prison. God was with him in the prison. God was with him. But let me go back. I get, I gotta go back about the Potiphar's wife part. Potiphar's wife. I need to bring that out. When you going through these situations, I don't care how bad it is. You got to maintain your integrity. Cause I like the part where it said, "Like, hold up, now." He was telling her, "I cannot sin against my God." Like, no, I'm not about to sin against my God. And if if you a holy man of God and you on here, you listening, you call yourself a holy man of God. That's what you're supposed to be thinking. I don't care how this woman is making sexual advances at me. I'm going to flee. I'm going to run away from it. I'm not going to entertain it because I'm going to sin against God and I cannot do that. And so he maintained his integrity. No one was around, but he knew God was and he knew he couldn't do that even against the person against Potiphar. Potiphar left him in charge of everything. But number one was I can't sin against God. And that's what I keep in my mind. Lord, I want all my dreams come to pass. It's no shortcut way, y'all. You know, you take that shortcut way, you're going to mess up your dream being fulfilled. So, or you're going to prolong it. And it's like, oh, no. So, Joseph fled from that scene, all right? Anyway, that you gotta, that's a point that I had. That was number five. You have to maintain your integrity. And that goes along with number six. Every step of the way, God is with you and will cause you to succeed and prosper. Because like I said, he succeeded in Potiphar's house. He put him over his whole house. But then the wife, I mean, she got besides herself. And then Potiphar got mad, threw him in prison. He gets to prison. He gets to prison. He gets to prison. And then he caused everything to go well in the prison. So the keeper of the prison... Puts him in charge of all the prisoners. He a prisoner. So that's another point, y'all. Every step of the way, number six, every step of the way, God is with you and will cause you to succeed and prosper. So it's like no matter, you might be in like a terrible, terrible situation that you think is terrible. But if you're there, then if you're there, God will cause you to succeed in whatever area you're in. So whatever you area you're in, be the best that you can be. Y'all, I have had like many of jobs, like God have moved me from place to place until I just landed at my dream job. Okay. I was, I was a banker. I was a Medicaid specialist. I worked in retail. I was a cashier in retail and clothing retail industry. And then finally God allowed me to step into being a teacher. Okay, an educator in the school district. And I thank the Lord for it. But every step of the way, I tried to do my best in whatever position that I found myself in. So if, if wherever you at, God will cause you to succeed and prosper. So he was in the prison. He was in the prison and God caused him to be successful there. All right. So he meets a butler and a baker. He has to interpret their dreams, okay? He interpreted their dreams. Uh, that's one thing. And then he interpreted, this is what landed him in Pharaoh's house. He interpreted Pharaoh's dream, okay? He interpreted Pharaoh's dream. And so after he, he interpreted his dream, the Pharaoh recognized, hey, this is the God. I mean, this man got God, the, the real God on his side, the real God with him. So then Pharaoh put him over 
all his house, over all his house, and over all the land of Egypt, over all his house, over all the land of Egypt. And he was second in command to Pharaoh. By this time, y'all, um, Joseph is 30 years old. Joseph is 30 years old. Imagine this. At the beginning, I was telling y'all he was 17 when he was tending to the flock, talking to his brothers. They doing all sorts of things. And now he is 30 years old. Okay. Now he finally, finally is at the top, you know, where he needs to where he uh where he was destined to be at where he was destined to be at and so i'm telling y'all in this process another point number seven god will cause those around you to be blessed because you are blessed so like you've seen like even in potter's house when he, all his household was being blessed because joseph was there the, the prison was going good, flowing good, because Joseph was there. And it wasn't just because Joseph was there. The God that was on Joseph's side was, was, was assisting him, helping him to succeed. Number eight, it all works together for your good. Because if, if he wouldn't have told them the dream, if they wouldn't have hated him, if they wouldn't have put him in the, the uh, pit or the cistern, if, if he wouldn't have went to prison... If he wouldn't, if if this, I mean, if Potiphar's wife wouldn't lie to lie about him, and then he went to prison, and then he meet the butler and the baker, and then he meet the, then he have to go to the uh get to the Pharaoh's house, then he would, I mean, he would never been in the position he needed to be in. So that's why I'm telling y'all, if you really love God, if you really love God, and you are the called according to His purpose. God is working everything out for your good. The bad, the I just, I just stopped trying to call it bad. Like, I'm like, okay, hey, this is not what I want, but this is God's will. So I'm going to go through this with a joy, with a praise, because it's going to work together for my good. It's not good yet, but it's working together for my good. So I try to make the best out of any situation that I am in. Because if you're not to the good part, your life ain't done yet, okay? So, I'm like, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Um, another point is, it may take years for it to come to pass. Like I mentioned, he was 17 at the beginning when he was talking to his brothers about the dream. He was 30 when he landed in second in command to Pharaoh's house. And he was over 30. I think he might have was like 37 when he finally seen his brothers again and they had to bow down to him. So that is a long, long span of time. So that's what I'm saying, you all. You got to be faithful. You got to maintain your integrity throughout this whole process. Because sometimes God is going to take you. I'm not saying every dream, but some of these God-given dreams, God's going to take you through a whole process before you see the dream fulfilled. And you've seen Joseph had to go through years. And I think of my own life like, God, you showed me this dream. When is it coming to pass? And it's like, Takiya, just trust me. Go through the process. Go Grow through the process. You know, learn what you need to learn. And, and just, again, trust me because I got it all under control. And so as long as we all keep our eyes on Jesus and know that, hey, God is in control of my life. And long as if I'm in, in his will, all things is working together 
for my good. But when you step out of his will, then that's when you got to get worried. But when you being obedient to the Lord, you, you I mean, you doing what he say, you doing it with a joy, you not mummering, you not complaining. Because I don't see, I don't know if he did or not, but I see nowhere in scripture with Joseph ever like complain, charge God foolishly, did anything. I just see Joseph going through the process. So I encourage you on tonight, you got to go through that process. God, that just because you have to endure some harsh situations do not mean that that wasn't your God-given dream. No, God gave you that, but it's a process, again, before you can reach that dream. And when a fullness of time come, God will show you. This is what I was trying to show you in the dream. So you have to go through it, y'all. Last, number 10, and very important, it helped others. Your God-given dream helped others, like I love that in Genesis, I mean, in Genesis uh, 50 and 20, and then it's another verse that's similar to it. Because, see, his brothers, hey, whoo, I'm getting excited. His brothers meant it <laughs> for evil. And Joseph said unto them, this is Genesis 15, 19 to 20. Genesis 15, 19 through 20. And Joseph said unto them, fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. So they meant it for evil. They wanted him to die, but God meant it for his good so that they can even live. Those same ones that wanted to kill him, God orchestrated things so they could live. So I'm telling y'all tonight, that's why we have to have a heart of God. We have to have a love of God. We have to love our enemies. Not that we hate them, but because they hate us. We have to love them. We have to want to see people saved. We want lives to be saved. We want lives to be changed. We want people to be delivered. Don't hold grudges against people. Don't hold envy or anything. Strife, no bitterness. Let it go because God is working everything out for all of our good. And so some people don't understand. It. Like, why are you trying to kill my dream? God has given me this dream to save us all. But some people, they are either they have the wrong spirit, a demonic spirit is using them, or they in their flesh. And they don't see that. But I'm telling you to go forth in Jesus' name. Keep believing the dream God has given you. Keep going through the process because God has not forgotten what he's given you, the dream he has given you. But you, you have to, again, go through the process. You got to trust him. I said, Lord, this is so awesome because what had happened, what happened in this story is, you know, the famine came that affected Egypt and where they was at. And so... Joseph already had a dream where he planned how they was how the people in Egypt still was going to have food, but now the people uh, that was out in the you know the fields where they was at, they was enduring famine because they didn't plan for it. But see, God already seen this. God already had given Joseph. God gave Joseph dreams and how to plan for this so that he could succeed. And when his brothers finally came, his brothers came. Had to come, they didn't know Joseph was in position. 
But as soon, soon as Joseph see his brothers, he recognized them. They didn't even recognize him. So I'm like, Lord, God will bless you so much that your enemies won't even recognize who you is no more. Because the glory of the Lord will be on you. God will be doing big things for your life. And I'm saying, I'm not saying this is for you to boast. What I'm saying it is for you to know that if God has given you a dream that no devil in hell, no human can stop that dream from being fulfilled but you. You got to go through it. You got to go through the process. Um. And don't tear down these people that has trying to tear down you. I like this part. This is also in Genesis 45, um, 4 through 8. Please come closer, he said to them, his brothers. So they came closer. And he said again, I am Joseph, your brother. Because they didn't know who he was. I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset. And don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years. And there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. So thank you to your enemies. Thank you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and the governor of all Egypt. So I'm telling you all, don't fret. Don't fret. Evildoers do not fret and don't even fly. It's not even about flogging on your haters. Don't do that. Joseph at first he tricked them. It was funny. You gotta read the story. But either way, he didn't his intentions was not to kill them. When they came, his intentions was not to kill them, never was to kill them. Because he realized that this was a dream that God had shown me, and I God sent me ahead of y'all to save not only you. But you, our family, and other people's lives. So, y'all, our dreams is bigger than us. And that is what I always come to grips with. Do not be selfish. It's not, see, if you selfish, God can't use you. See, and, and, and if you hold this stuff against people, God can't use you. Let it go. Because your dream is bigger than you. It's to help other people. Even your enemies. This we, gotta, we have to pray for our enemies. You know, pray for them that spitefully use you. Do good unto them. This is scriptural context, even in the New Testament. So we got to love our enemies. I said, this is awesome. Like, I don't want to see harm come to nobody. But what I will tell you all, be careful to who you're telling your dreams. I can't say that the Lord, whether the Lord led him to tell them his dream in the beginning or not. But what I'm saying is, you be careful and be spirit-led. Be spirit-led on who you telling your dreams to. But Because everybody is not going to be for you. But y'all, I was like, oh, Lord, I thank you. Y'all, I was getting so excited uh, about this story when the Lord gave this to me to encourage you guys with. Because I know these dreams that God even gave me. Gave me and I was like, Lord, I'm going to share this with the rest of the, you know, the podcast ministry. Because they need to know. 
If God had given you a dream, it will surely come to pass. But you got to be careful what you do with it, who you tell with it. You got to go through this process with a joy, love, 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 and realize this dream is bigger than you. It's going to affect other generations. Glory to God. So don't abort the dream. Go through the process. It's not going to be easy always, but you got to press through it. Don't mummer. Don't complain. Count it all joy because God is going to fulfill the dream. And I said, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Remember, God has a purpose and plan for all of our lives. He has the purpose and plan. And that thing is worked out. That thing is worked out in heaven. So you need to be praying, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I submit myself to you. Lord, I see. I recognize this was a dream that was given by you, Lord. Help me. Humble me and humble me even the more. Help me to submit to your word. Give me the strength to go through, Lord Jesus. Give me what to say. Give me what not to say. Whatever place you want me to go, whatever place you want me to stay, Lord, help me to endure. Help me to endure hardness as a good soldier because I'm telling you it's going to be some battles that we have to fight on tonight. But if you go, if you seek the Lord, put on that full arm of God and pray, God will deliver you. God will bring you out. God will give you the know-how. God will show you what to do in every situation. And I'm going to end this while I cancel time. But you need to remember, God is with you every step of the way. You might not see him, but he is with you. And that is all you need. God, God's strength is made perfect in weakness. Glory to God. Go through the process. In the fullness of time, that dream will be fulfilled. Now, if you have not, I'm going to end it on tonight. If you have not received salvation on tonight, you can be born again. The way that you can be born again is born again of the water and of the spirit. In order to be born again of the water, you must, you must first repent, be sorry for your sins, turn away from the world, turn away from sin, have a made up mind to serve the Lord, and then, then forsake all, then you are to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. God will forgive your sins and you will rise up to walk in the newness of life. Then you ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Ghost. That is being born of the Spirit. How you know you have the Holy Ghost? You will begin to speak in another language unknown to you. You will not be able to control it. And so we must be born again. In order to enter into the kingdom of God, we must be born again. In order to see the Lord's face in peace when we die or if he come in the rapture for us, we must be born again Take advantage of it on tonight because Jesus is soon to come and death is sure. So I pray someone was blessed by this podcast. If you would like to get in touch with me, you can reach me at Takia Wally on Facebook. T-I-K-I-A, last name W-I-L-E-Y. Or you can reach me on Instagram, Holy Lady T, Holy Lady T. I also have a I Am Worth It Singles Ministry YouTube page. Check me out. Leave a comment. You can also leave me a message on this podcast episode. I would love to hear from you. If you need prayer, advice, 
whatever. Feel free to message me and get in contact with me. I will not mind praying with you, giving you advice or tips on how to be joyfully single. Well, I pray again that someone was blessed by this podcast. Everyone have a blessed night. This is Holy Lady T checking out. Peace out.